Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Women Positive. This podcast celebrates the achievements of women as they overcome barriers. I want to share their stories, their ideas, and their strategies to inspire other women as well. It isn't always easy, but we can all learn from the solutions other women have developed as we reach for a better future. We're going to hear from women whose compelling experiences are a beacon for other women around us. So welcome. We're talking today to Stephanie Butler, who is a life and wellness coach. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm happy that you're here too, because you want to talk about one of the concerns or challenges that women have, which is fear of failure. Often I feel that women have that fear even more so than men. It's not that they don't have that as well, but I know when women and men are applying for jobs, we still apparently are in the place where unless it's a perfect fit, we're not going to apply, whereas men might look at a half of a fit and go for it. So what's your background, your coach? Tell me about you and your business. Yes. Well, I'm originally from Toronto and I moved up into the Barrie area about uh, 10 years ago and been in Barrie for the last eight years now and loving it. I'm a registered social service worker and have worked in that field for over 25 years now. And it was actually uh, in 2020 that I became a life and wellness coach. And here we are. I'm I'm doing that as um, a full-time gig now. You must be really in demand because in the last two years of the pandemic, particularly, Anxiety and depression rose. I know CMHA has put out a study saying that depression and anxiety were at their highest in January of the entire pandemic. So it's not going away and you must be in demand. No, and then there's going to be post-COVID depression and anxiety because it will be an ongoing fear of, is it over? Is it coming back? So there's a lot of things at play here. Yeah. Who are your clients? Who Who do you serve? I'm serving mainly women who are, I guess the main issue that they're saying is, is that they're feeling stuck and a little overwhelmed and just not sure which way to go. And most are on their own personal life journey. I think that has been more of a factor in this day and age that people do question what's going on. Now, you want to talk about fear of failure. So I wonder... Can you tell me a bit about the challenge, what you experienced, and and then we'll go into how you overcame it, because I think that will be incredibly helpful for women. Absolutely. I would say that I was born a perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) I come by it honestly. You know, looking at the fear of failure, it's really, I think, grasping at straws, trying to find some sense of control of the situation. And so we either can gravitate to the negative, the fear of the failure or the fear of the success. Either way, there's some negativity and fear going on. My perfectionism would always come out when I was trying new things. So I would want to do it absolutely perfect as if I was a master of whatever it was that I was trying out for the first time. And by the third time, if I wasn't perfect at it, I would just stop and say, well, I'm pathetic. Look at me. I can't do anything right. And so it it was just ridiculous looking back on it, right? Well, I think you've got different perspective now. And and that makes a, a whole entire difference. You know, one of my favorite quotes, whatever your viewpoint is, your belief system is, but Abraham Hicks has often been quoted saying, 
we don't say to 18-month-old babies who fall down as they try to learn to walk, get up, you little dummy. We understand that when you fall and it's a baby, well, they, that's how they learn to walk. And yet <laughs> our self-talk, we don't apply it to ourselves, do we? No, no, we don't. So and three times and that's it? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I, I can look back at certain instances in my life where it really stood out. I remember going to a, a, a fitness class and it was my second time going and it was a 45 minute cardio class. I had not done cardio for years. Right. I did more weight training. And by the second time, I could never keep up and finish the full 45 minutes and go at the full speed. And I talked to the instructor and said, like, what, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And she just kind of chuckled and said, isn't this your second class? She goes, these women have been doing it for years and it takes at least 10 times before you're going to get it in full. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like just this little voice of, oh, I guess that was an unrealistic expectation of myself. How silly of me. And that's, perfectionism, having these unrealistic expectations of self. So it just wasn't working for me. Every time it was the same story over and over. I have to do this right. I have to do it correctly. I have to do it 100%. And I constantly would be in my mind's eye failing because how was I supposed to do all these new things in my life trying it out for the first time and expecting to be, you know, uh, Van Gogh, if I'm painting for the first time, right? Like just that may be a little unrealistic. <laughs> you said you were born a perfectionist. Okay. But what was the reinforcement? Was it family reinforcement that you had to be the best? I certainly can resonate with that. I don't know whether that was a case for you or was it the messages you got from teachers? Where did that come from? Do you think? Looking back now, I think it was that sense of I'm not enough and I needed exterior validation. And so for me to feel enough, I had to be the best. So I guess it was a bit of family and a bit of teachers. I was placed in the gifted program in grade three. And so that for me put a lot of pressure on me. I don't know if it was external, but internally I took that as, wow, I'm I have to be smart all the time. I'm now in this gifted program. And so I thought that meant I had to be getting 100% on all my marks. That's a tremendous amount of pressure. So that's a label that was really encouraging you to contain yourself, to try harder. That must have been incredible pressure. Yes. I, and I think it was all self-imposed, really. I mean, I think a little bit of it was in the household, for sure. Like, I know my parents, if I came home with an 80 mark, they'd say, hey, you could do better, you know, but it wasn't, we expect an A plus every time. Uh. Okay, so there was, we expect more from you, but not, you're doing a horrible job if I'm getting 80s, you know? And so that kind of stuck with me, this all or nothing thinking and having to be the best at everything for me to feel that I'm measuring up. And I think a lot of women also have that I'm not good enough feeling that inner voice. So it's almost as if there is this unseen measuring stick standing right beside you every minute of the day to make sure you're absolutely doing your best. Would it be that you didn't embarrass yourself or embarrass family or, you know, is it embarrassment? Is it just that awful feeling of, oh, it's all up to me and I can't do it? I think it was a little bit of both, actually, but I think it was looking for that sense of self. So if, if I am in this 
you know, perfect world and I'm showing all these things that I can do, then I must be somebody, then I must be important, then I must be a value. And I think that can go with us for a lifetime, yes. you know, if we, if we don't work through it. And I think the measuring stick too, I would always lose out because I'd be measuring my insides with other people's outside. Oh, that's a good point. Because I was going yeah. to ask you about, is the impact felt a little more within a group? Because as you said, with the fitness class, there are these creatures and we all know who they are. They're dressed beautifully, they're sleek, they are not overweight, and they do everything perfectly. And they're just so, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so if you always see that, and you can't then accomplish the same thing, it's almost like a constant reminder. Yes. And then put me into this classroom where I'm with kids who are being scouted from MIT. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And, and it's like, hmm. Wow, I did my book report on, you know, like it's just, you just don't feel like you're measuring up, right? Because how can you with that? And that's a cultural thing, right? I don't know if you've ever, as a child, if you've taken some sports or some passionate hobbies, but my experience with my kids, and I think almost thank heavens, I was a single mom for a period of that time. And I couldn't afford the skating group or the, the dance groups. And many of them are great, but many of them put such a high premium on getting the positioning right and don't fall down and don't be awkward. And I don't know a single person who can be have perfect balance and perfect fluidity of movement until they've practiced a lot. But that's not the message. The message no. is do it right. So it was hard. It was competitive. Get caught up in that culture. Absolutely. So you went through all of this time because you said this was a really recent skill, I guess you can call it a skill, right? That you've developed to, yeah. to fight this very present challenge that you had. What happened that you made a breakthrough? For me, it was entrepreneurship. So here I was pivoting from one business to my coaching business. And I once again, found myself doing all these new things. And so I'm, I better do this strategy perfectly. I have to get this right. Well, this coach is doing that. So I better do this and I better do that. And, oh, if I just get my marketing perfect, then, you know, my business is going to accelerate and I will, you know, just be awesome and this and that. And again, it became this very black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking. And right. this is not working for me. This is silently killing me, you know, well, there's so much pressure, isn't there? The really ironic thing, I think I can use that word is that you're competing against yourself. You're not really competing against others. They're not measuring you. You're competing against you. So what was the turning point? I think for myself, it was I put it where once something is so in your face, you know, almost as if a tarantula is sitting right on your face, you can't see anything but the tarantula, right? right? And so it's time to learn that lesson, because it's staring you in the face. And I just came to this realization of, even if you did everything perfectly, there is no guarantee of the outcome. That's a big and one. I was like, whoa, okay. And I've been working with a coach, uh, you know, for the past three months, I've worked with her on and off. And this last three months, she is a huge proprietor of basically, it's all about growth and evolution. 
It's not about win and fail. And so from working with her and hearing this and truly believing it myself, I came to the conclusion that I can't fail. There is no such thing as failure. That's a huge one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good that you say that you were working with a coach. So there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you. I just wanted to say first that my coach, because a recovering perfectionist here, um, <laughs> my coach had said to me, so is there such a thing as failure? And I'm thinking, well, yes, there is. But she said, well, everything always changes. So how can you achieve perfection when every second of the day things adapt and change? That was one thing. And she also asked me if I were going to die if it wasn't perfect, which I said, well, no, but I may feel like it because it's a really terrible feeling when you feel like a failure. So that was really great. And I'm, and I'm glad to hear that you were work, working with a coach because I believe coaches need coaches. We need to be able to have perspective ourselves. Um, tell me, do you do any work on failure or perfection with your clients? I do. And so it's now looking at, it's kind of changing this, the inner dialogue, changing right. the story. Right. And so for me, what I use is, um, telling myself, I'm going to enter this next challenge in my life with curiosity. Huh. And I'm going to see how it unfolds. There is no success or failure per se. It's just how is this going to unfold? Right. What can I learn and grow from this experience? And if it maybe turns out a way that I was not hoping I can learn from it and pivot and change the next time I do something quite similar. It's learning and noticing. Is that what you're, you're saying? Yes. So it's using that curiosity of, wow, I wonder if this is going to, you know, create an outcome that I'm going to see as beneficial towards myself and my clients. Is this going to help serve others? How right. is this going to turn out? Right. And so I'm more curious, not yeah. black and white. I've entered the world of gray. <laughs> world of gray it sounds yes. like a book title the whole world of gray and that reminds me we need to we need to talk about your writing because that's part of what you do but i'm just wondering if you do help other women with this challenge because we usually maybe somebody is a real star but we usually can't do it on our own because we lack that perspective and it sounds like you've been putting behaviors in place but i'll bet you there's a lot of self-talk there as well Absolutely. I think self-talk is probably the biggest uh, gift that's been given to me and that I pass on to women that I work with. Right. And also an exercise that I'll do with women is for the last two years, I want you to write out every accomplishment that you uh -huh. would consider an accomplishment or something you're proud of. And then reflecting on each one of those things, did it turn out perfectly? <laughs> did, did A to B go exactly on an upward trajectory perfectly for you when you made these accomplishments? I bet you not. <laughs> and that would be very true. As entrepreneurs, we know that um, when we talk about throwing things against the wall, spaghetti doesn't always stick and it sometimes falls on the floor and you have to pitch it because nobody wants to eat floor spaghetti, right? When you look back, do you wish you could have done something differently or are you accepting of that kind of journey that you've been on? I'm accepting of the journey I'm on because I fully believe I'm where I'm meant to be because I'm there right now. We learn at the growth and speed that we're meant to. 
you know, like perfectionism, like I said, I was born into it. And so I, I had it for a lifetime, but it took me that lifetime to come to this, this point of, I really don't believe in failure. And I say that out loud and I'm like, who is speaking? <laughs> yes, it's not what normally comes out of my mouth, right? But it's, it's just so freeing and exciting. And it's just something that I'm so excited to be able to pass on and to, to share my experience with other women so that they may learn this or the penny might drop, as I say, from your, your brain to your heart and you learn this lesson within your soul and you can move forward in freedom from whatever it is. And this one is the, the fear of failure. So that to me is brilliant. That's a brilliant piece of advice. And it's so difficult to do on your own. So if somebody is interested in getting a hold of you and perhaps learning about this journey and applying it to themselves, how would they get a hold of you? What's the best way? The best way is stephaniebutlercoach.com on my website, and you can connect with me there. Okay, that, that sounds great. And honestly, I know you've written a book. You've co-written a book. I remember being at your launch and so proud to know somebody who is taking that leap and writing. So maybe we can convince you to write about this one, The World of Grey. What do you think? I think so. I love it. I love the title myself. So thank you for pointing that out, that it's a good book title. <laughs> I think it's a great book title. And on that note, I really want to thank you for uh, sharing this information. And as a life and wellness coach who's beaten fear of failure, I think that's brilliant. So stephaniebutlercoach.com. Yes, that's correct. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will join us each week as we walk through women's journeys in overcoming challenges. This podcast is brought to you by Ask for Directions Training, helping new entrepreneurs grow and create the business of their dreams. If you found this to be valuable, please share it with your family, friends, and others. Also, I would love it if you would leave a comment or a review. If you have a story to tell about overcoming a challenge, reach out to me at Patricia at askfordirectionstraining.com. Until next time, stay positive.